After personally experiencing the effects of diabetes in his family, coupled with his training and expertise as a fitness and nutrition coach, our next guest became determined and deeply passionate to help as many people around the nation as possible by delivering diabetes education from industry-leading experts to the palm of a patient's hand. Miguel Johns, founder and CEO of KingFit, joins us to share how his company is helping people living with diabetes and why sustained behavior change is critical to conquering the disease. Additionally, Miguel outlines where he sees diabetes education, coupled with technology and innovation, will head in the future. Because of leaders like Miguel, I remain confident we can move the health of our nation forward. Join us for this meaningful and passionate conversation. Let's go. Welcome to Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli, where we highlight and speak with the innovators, the game changers, and the pioneers who are deeply passionate and relentless in solving the problems our world is facing today. This is your opportunity to connect with and learn from these leaders and to support them on their mission. Perhaps they will soon be hearing your story as well. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you on this journey with us. Hi, Miguel. Welcome to our podcast. It's so great to have you here today, my friend. Thanks for having me, Mike. Well, over the years, I've personally been fortunate to watch your inspiring journey while building your company, KingFit. Man, and I fired up to have this conversation today. But before we dive in, Miguel, a bit of housekeeping. While listening to any of our episodes, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast so you will automatically receive episode updates in your podcast player. Simply search Passionate Pioneers with Mike Maselli and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And lastly, please visit the bottom of the episode notes to connect with me on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Clubhouse in order to further the conversations occurring on this podcast. All right, Miguel, it's almost time for our community to learn how you and KingFit are delivering diabetes education from industry-leading experts to the palm of a patient's hands for free. But first, we're going to break the ice a bit so we can get to know you. Let me grab a question here. Oh, we're talking favorite place on earth. And I know we're locked down. I get it right now with this pandemic as we should be, but where's your favorite place on earth and why? Oh man, my favorite place on earth is San Diego for two reasons. One, I'm from Kansas. So seeing a place that beautiful is mind blowing. And that's where me and my wife got engaged. It's her favorite city as well. And I just love going to San Diego. We worked with some of our certified diabetes educators there. And I do believe I may live there one day. Well, hopefully your wife will one, be tuning in and two, The second part of why it's your favorite is really the first reason why you love San Diego. Is that correct, Miguel? That is correct. (laughs) (laughs) And then, of course, you know, behind that, absolutely, San Diego is a gorgeous place. I absolutely love it down there. It is a wonderful place. I love the scenery, but then the vibe of it too. Pretty chill. You know, nothing wrong with grabbing a few tacos and a cerveza on the beach there. Nothing wrong with that at all. And I know we'll be talking about your coaches today, but it sounds like you have some team members down there, huh? Yeah, we worked with Dr. Susan Guzman, who's the founder of the Behavioral Diabetes Institute. She's amazing. She wrote our mental health content for people with diabetes, and she did a fantastic job. Oh, how cool. And we're going to dive into all of that shortly here soon. And I'm looking forward to hearing more about the journey and mission at KingFit after we get back from thanking our community champion sponsor. The need for resilient healthcare professionals who can navigate change and crises is higher than ever before. Traditional education has fallen short of providing the necessary skills for when and how they're needed. Dignity Health Global Education fills the educational gap 
and reimagines workforce development for clinical and non-clinical professionals across the sector. At the intersection of EdTech and custom corporate training, DHGE offers online programs that foster authentic leadership, data-driven decision-making, and entrepreneurial innovation. Developed with CEOs and CNOs, DHGE programs combine industry expertise and top-tier academic knowledge from industry leaders like Duke CE, ASU's Thunderbird, and Pepperdine Grazadio. To learn how DHGE can guarantee an improved ROI on education for your organization, head over to dhge.org or visit the episode notes and click on their link. All right, we are back with Miguel John, CEO of KingFit. And again, I've had a personal opportunity to see Miguel on the stage at like the Startup Health Festival out of JP Morgan every January. You've been an awesome messenger and so passionate about what you are leading at KingFit, Miguel. But of course, it's a little bit of a personal why. You know, the reason why you started this, I know you are also just like myself, a former collegiate athlete. You've always been, you know, focused on being fit athleticism, exercise, all that good stuff, mind, body, spirit. But again, why you built this company was really a personal matter as well. Can you give us a little bit of that why, a little bit of the journey? And then we're going to dive into what exactly KingFit is, where you see things heading in this industry, what we should be mindful of, and of course, where we can be helping you out. But first, Miguel, give us that backstory. Give us that reason why. Yeah, definitely. I come from a long family history of people with diabetes. I'm both African-American and Hispanic. And those are two of the most hit ethnicities with diabetes in the country. My dad has it. Grandmother has it. Aunts and uncles. When my grandmother was diagnosed, she told me she wanted to eat healthier. She said she was going to no longer drink pop. Instead, would only be drinking fruit juice and chocolate milk, which, of course, I knew had just as much sugar. But it started a light bulb in my head. It made me realize that there are people out here like my dad, like my grandmother, who are being diagnosed with diabetes and just sent out into the wild. And so I wanted to do something about that. And I've got a little sticky note on my desk that says, I don't want my dad to have diabetes anymore. And so every time I wake up and I see that, it's right to work. And I know that I can do great work when I start from there. Powerful. And before we dive in on how you're going to do the great work and what you're doing with the great work at KingFit, because again, I've been fortunate to follow the journey for a number of years now. Set the stage a little bit though, Miguel, for the layperson. How big of a problem, how big of an issue is this in our country? Yeah, diabetes has been on a rapid rise ever since we've really started industrializing the country and making it easier to get access to food and how we produce those types of things in our current lifestyle being mostly sedentary. Diabetes right now affects roughly one out of 10 people, but that number is expected to grow to one in three in the next 20 years. And so we're spending, according to the American Diabetes Association, almost $400 billion every year on diabetes. Pre-diabetes is a major issue as well with nearly 90 million people in the U.S. alone affected. And those people, if they don't go on to make lifestyle change, will most likely be diagnosed with diabetes in their lifetime. And so it's gotten the attention of a lot of different healthcare innovators, bringing different products to the market. And it's just going to continue to grow until we start figuring out how to help these people better and help them get their health under control even in the culture that we live in today. And from your perspective, and of course, I, I'm pretty darn certain the answer is heck yeah, because you're building the company. But you know, just on a macro level, is this solvable? I mean, can we make a dent in this? I mean, this is an enormous problem, as you mentioned, but is this solvable? I mean, do you have true faith that we can solve this in the next generation? I definitely do. And I think it's going to take 
participation from multiple different players, not only in the healthcare space, we can make a major impact ourselves by offering the support and the guidance. That alone will help a lot of people get their health under control. But I also think it's going to take our culture to understand what's going on, to start making shifts for really, I always say, we've got to make living healthier much cooler so that more people are willing to do it. Because right now it's on the back burner. It's something for a specific group of people called the fit people and the athletic people. But really, we need to bring that mindset into the general population who's impacted most by something like diabetes and start shifting our perspective around it. And if we can do that, then we can definitely make an impact on where it's going, stopping it in its tracks and starting to even reverse some of it and avoiding a lot of the powerful complications that come with it. Well, you talked about, you know, shifting the mindset and I know you guys are working on that. So let's get after it. I've heard the pitch many times. I've seen you on stage. You've lit a room on fire many times. I always love spending time with you and hearing your message because you are so dedicated to it, so passionate about it. Share that message with our community. Give us that pitch. What is King Fit and why? Really, we are focused on the front end, the education, the mindset, and the understanding of the person with diabetes. I was fascinated when I started this company by YouTube and Netflix. And the reason being is because on YouTube and Netflix, they talk about topics that we traditionally wouldn't consider exciting. You traditionally wouldn't think somebody would spend their free time watching videos about history or videos about biology, but YouTube and Netflix and other streaming platforms had figured out how to make those topics more interesting. And so I thought about that for a while. I reached out to some of the most popular channels. One of my favorite is backed by PBS. It's called Crash Course, and it has over 10 million subscribers who watch their videos every single week. And that made me think, what if we could take that same methodology and same process and apply it to diabetes so that we could, at scale, start moving people in the right direction, which is towards improved health outcomes. Now, that's a process. And anybody in the healthcare space knows that there's a spectrum of people when it comes to behavior change. There's the tip of the pyramid of maybe the top 5% who are ready to take action now. And that's usually because of some sort of pain they're experiencing. Then there's another 15% under those people who are diligent and they're willing to start taking action if the right stimulus is applied. And then there's this massive group of people who are kind of just out there wandering around. They know they have diabetes. They know they're not doing the right thing about it, but they haven't been convinced or educated or motivated or inspired enough to actually take the next steps. And that group of people is where we need to start. And so that's why we began with focusing on education, focusing on content, not only education and content, because the ADA, the AADE, or the ADCES is what it's called now, They've had curriculums and diabetes education programs for decades now. It wasn't just about the program and the education. It was about taking that information and making it modern so that it fit into the communication styles that we have today. As much as we want to say, well, what if they don't have a cell phone? What if they're not on social media? Right now, if you're 75 years and older, 40% of your peers are on Facebook. If you're 50 years and older, 60% of your peers are on Facebook. And on Facebook, that language that's being communicated is bite-sized pieces of information, memes, and little videos with animations. And so we looked at that. We looked at how the world worked regularly, and we took the information that had been developed through research, through clinical studies, and we transformed it so that it fit our modern communication style. So today, 
our most popular product that we've put out is called Diabetes Care and Diabetes Care Espanol. They're two Facebook pages where somebody can go and watch an entire diabetes education course right there from the palm of their hand, laying in bed, on a walk, in between meetings at work, whenever they find it most convenient. They don't have to learn anything new about any type of platform. It's familiar to them and it's delivered in a way that they're very used to and they can understand. Now, you know, as well as I do, yes, behavior change is incredibly important to solve this and discussing, you know, tactically how you're going about it. How do you and the team think through consistency, meaning having that patient, having that consumer come back over time, right? Because the more they can come back and touch it, be a part of it, obviously, their increased rates of success. So what does that look like in, you know, repeatability, bringing that patient, that consumer back, that stickiness, if you will? Yes, great question. So there's an approach to that that we call the Netflix approach. So when it came to traditional diabetes education, people wanted to avoid those classes and those meetings with their educator as much as possible, just because they weren't entertaining, they weren't fun, and it just wasn't how they wanted to spend their time. Well, when we look at something like Netflix or Hulu, if we've got a favorite show, we cannot wait for that show to come out on Sunday. We're checking in, when's the new episode being dropped? When is the next season coming out? And we love that. We love the anticipation. We love knowing that this is something that we can return to and we're going to enjoy. That's how we approach our content. So I mentioned there's a spectrum of people as they go to make these behavior change. We start at the very bottom of that spectrum for somebody who knows they have diabetes, but they're not interested in making change at all. And we're targeting them with very low barrier content. So nothing that talks about you need to change this or you need to start doing this, but something simple like how many carbs are in a slice of pizza. And if you make it animated enough and entertaining enough, people will spend time on that. Now, thanks to technology and thanks to social media, we're able to track all of that information and slowly nurture somebody over time. So the methodology when it comes to the nurture process isn't anything new. Anybody who's involved in sales know that the nurture process is a major piece of the puzzle when it comes to e-commerce and internet sales. We just apply those same tactics and we layer the diabetes education on top of it so that it starts out extremely simple. This is what it means to have diabetes. How many carbs are in pizza? How do you avoid an injury if you want to start going on a walk? And we slowly, over time, retarget and resend content. And that is the retargeting comes in if somebody's not already coming back to check up on it themselves. But that process over time can lead somebody to the more detailed information. Here's nine tactics you can apply if you're not physically active enough where they can start taking action. And through that process, they begin to build trust with us. And that's a major key for health plans or anybody in the healthcare space today. There's so many new companies popping up and culture doesn't unfortunately trust their healthcare system as much as we'd like. And so being able to deliver that upfront value that they can take action on, that they can believe in, helps us build that trust. And eventually we call them to action. So it starts out with very simple information. How many carbs are in this slice of pizza? It eventually leads into, here's the six steps you need to be taking to manage your glucose better. And after they've consumed enough of that, then they take action themselves by sending us a message, either via Facebook Messenger or via text. And that gets them started on the next piece of the puzzle, which is where we can roll out different programs based on their needs and start helping them improve their health outcomes. And in regards to the age segments that you're serving, can you give us a little bit of understanding there? Like how young are some of the people that are engaged with your platform to how old? 
Yeah, great question. So we've got two categories of people who take action after watching a certain amount of content. And the first category is the younger group. So these are the 35 to 50 year olds who want to avoid insulin. And so these people reach out, they say, hey, my medications keep increasing. How do I get this under control so I don't have to start taking insulin shots on a regular basis? That's the first category. And that category I feel is unique to us because traditionally digital diabetes companies have really been focused on the most expensive people in the population, the people who are already taking insulin, the people who are experiencing complications. That's where most of the resources are deployed because of course they're the most expensive, but we are able to reach people with diabetes who are more newly diagnosed. They've had it for one year or five years and they're starting to reach out to us because they're beginning to see how it's continually progressively getting worse and they want to start stopping it in its tracks. Now we also have people who are experiencing complications on the older end of the spectrum, people 60 years and older, We actually just ran a campaign to people who are 65 and older, and it did extremely well. And those people usually come to us because they're suffering from some sort of complication. They either had just had a stroke, they're suffering from neuropathy, they're experiencing vision loss. All of the worst things that we know can come with diabetes, those people reach out to us usually at that point. And so I put them into those two different buckets. We've got the younger crowd, newly diagnosed, want to avoid insulin, which I think is where we are unique. And then we have the traditional crowd, which is the most expensive patients on multiple medications, on insulin, experiencing complications, who are also reaching out to us on Facebook, which may surprise a lot of people because we think of social media as being a younger person tool. But if you know anything about Facebook, if you have a kid or a grandkid under the age of 15, they're likely not on Facebook simply because their parents and grandparents drove them off the platform. So Facebook is very much a place where people 50 years old, 60 years old, 70 years old and older are participating on a regular basis. Thanks for that. And I actually want to take a quick side note on this and a side discussion. Well, because one, I'm the host of the podcast and two, I have an expert in this space. So I'm personally curious with what I'm about to ask. And we'll then dive back into, you know, what types of uh, feedback have you been receiving? What types of real world use cases have you seen the impact on the lives you serve? We'll get there in just a moment, but I have a question that I'm just really curious about. You, you framed up the younger crowd in this, in your, you know, offering as 35-year-old-ish that's, you know, just needing to start getting on insulin. But here's my question. I'm a big fan of this notion called health assurance and getting away from sick care, starting to take care of a patient at the time of when, you know, like you said, they're already on insulin and then all of a sudden it's incredibly expensive. From your perspective, Miguel, because you live, eat, and breathe this stuff in this world, what does it look like to start educating a kid at 10 years old, you know, at 12 years old, you know, to start way upstream and to start really setting the stage early on to set those habits early so we don't get way down the road and get in a world of hurt for that person, you know, in regards to their own personal health, but then of course the cost around it as well. What are your thoughts there? Yeah, man, I'm so glad you asked that question. It's actually a dream of mine that one day health education and nutrition will be a top priority in the school system. And so if kids who are younger can understand what it means to eat healthy, they can understand what it means to have a healthy mind. Of course, recess and physical activity are major factors in that puzzle. I believe that we can do that either through the school system or through social media, but it starts with making health and living healthy cool. And I think we're heading in that direction thanks to influencers and people in our culture who are now adopting healthier lifestyles. Someone like Wiz Khalifa, for example, who now works out, but he inspires millions of millions of kids in our culture today. 
those type of people stepping up and showing what it means to live healthy and have a healthy mind, that'll play a big factor. Having the school systems behind it will play a big factor. But honestly, that's the way that we change the culture and we make that shift is by starting way upstream. When somebody begins to be educated, one of the first things they should be educated about is what it means to have a healthy body, a healthy mind. And that's something they'll be able to experience directly and feel it and understand it. And if we can get there, I think we'll avoid a lot of the chronic conditions and the problems that we're seeing today. Well, thanks for sharing that perspective as well. So let's talk about those healthy bodies, healthy minds. What's the type of feedback you and the team have received from those lives that you guys have directly impacted? What has it been like? Yeah. So that's the most fulfilling piece of it all is when somebody sends you a message and says, hey, I just went to my doctor. My one is down 1.2 points and I'm feeling great. That is amazing. But what has really stood out to me the most is how people's eyes open when they begin actually looking at their life and how it's impacting their health. So what do I mean by that? As people watch our videos and they send us a message to get started with us, one of our easiest programs that they can get involved in is what we call our tracking program. And all this is, is somebody's tracking their glucose, they're tracking their meals, we're sending them a message via Facebook or text every morning reminding them, they're tracking their exercise, and we're not asking them to change anything. We're just asking them to show us what does your life currently look like and how is it impacting your glucose levels. And once people can build that map of 30 days of actual numbers, actual habits, and actual results based on those habits, their eyes just open up. And people are much smarter than I think we give them credit for. As soon as they see that, they know what they need to do. And they know what's going to be the easiest thing that they can do that's going to have the biggest impact on their health. So, for example, one of our users is Italian. Well, she's Italian and she loved to make spaghetti for her family multiple times a week. And she was a very good cook. It was one of her passions. And as she started laying out the meals that she had and how it was impacting her glucose levels, she was easily able to see, you know what, maybe this pasta three times a week is impacting me more than I traditionally realized. And she's able to make small adjustments based on that. So we're not telling her to give up her culture and something that's become a family tradition. We're just saying maybe you could have some zucchini squashes noodles instead of traditional carb noodles. And that makes an immediate impact without requiring them to completely make a 360 on their lifestyle. So I think that's been one of the most eye-opening things for me. When you start something like this, you want to change people's lives. You want them to live healthier. But if you can just show them and bring awareness to what's actually happening and educate through that process, people will become empowered and they'll begin to start taking actions themselves. And so that's been the biggest feedback we've gotten is the tracking piece, helping them track, helping them understand what they're tracking is the most empowering thing for them in their situation. And usually after doing that, we still support them, but they're making all the changes on their own. I love it. That's awesome. Well, thanks. It's always important to discuss at the end of the day, you know, here we are as healthcare innovators. And at the end of that day, we are here to support and make those lives healthier, the end users, if you will. So I always love hearing that perspective as well. Thank you for sharing that, Miguel. And then at the top of the podcast, you mentioned you are very confident we can, in fact, get there. We can, in fact, move the health of diabetes forward, move the health of our country forward. So with that, where do you and the team see things in the next kind of one to three, three to five years, not only for your company, but the industry at large, our societies and community at large? Where do you see things heading? What do we need to be mindful of as leaders in the industry? And then we'll go from there. Yes, definitely. The biggest thing that I'm seeing from the industry at large is the rapid innovation with new technologies, whether it's 
new insulin pumps, whether it's stem cell research, whether it's CRISPR, whatever it is, I believe that that as it continues is going to make a massive impact on health in general. So as long as we've got really smart people doing really cool things and they're caring about people, that's going to make a big difference. There's also a lot of new digital health tools and resources that are coming out as well as the payers, unfortunately, thanks to COVID, starting to approve this digital health landscape and making it easier to get reimbursement for companies like ours, which is amazing. And I'm extremely excited about where we come in is I've got a dream that one day we can be as good with health information as Coca-Cola and McDonald's are as good with marketing their products. And what I mean by that is right now, if you get your enrollment papers from your health plan and it's got all these great fancy programs, you're never even seeing those programs because you're so uninspired by the enrollment package. You're not looking forward to it. It's not the coolest thing that's came out. We need to understand what it means to market at scale and companies, unfortunately, like Coca-Cola and McDonald's have done an amazing job of that. Every time you drink a Coke, you're the happiest person on the planet, according to the commercials. Same with McDonald's. How do we leverage some of those marketing tactics and apply them to things like diabetes, things like heart disease, like asthma, which are not cool things. Nobody wants to spend their free time doing them. Nobody wants to spend their time researching them unless they're directly impacted. If we can make that and understanding that cooler, and understand the marketing tactics of some of the best companies in our culture today, I believe that's where we can play our part and make an impact as these new technologies are coming out, as the new reimbursement models are coming out. And, and that's where we're going to put our focus. Well, with that focus and seeing that in the horizon, and I agree with a lot of that, and that we definitely do need to start you know, marching towards that direction. What is one problem need or question that you and the KingFit team have that we can be helping you with? We have some of the brightest and most passionate minds in the industry tuning in weekly on the podcast, and they love to help out leaders just like you. So what's one problem need or question you guys have that we can be helping you with? Yes. The biggest thing for us is understanding the data process and who's connected to what health organizations as well as health plans. And I think that comes with transparency. And as we get to interoperability, that's going to help. But right now, for example, we have 40,000 people with diabetes who will come to us and they're watching our content and a percentage of them are sending us messages. And when that person enters our environment, it would be great if we could know who they're connected to, who's their provider, who's their health insurance, what they've been through in the past without having to go through a whole process of discovering that ourselves, which requires trust, which requires time. If we knew information like that, and I think again, the interoperability piece will play a factor, but also just understanding how to do the data piece right up front will help us help a lot more people much more quickly. As we cast a big net using social media, lots of different people from all over the place are coming in. And that's a big problem. It's a good problem to have, but it's a time consuming problem because we need to be able to connect those dots and understanding that landscape and how that's done better will help us tremendously so that we can plug people into the right programs that are either available by their health plan, available by us, or available in their communities. Well, in order for our community to help you and your team, we need to be able to find you online. Where are some yep. contact points, social media handles, websites, or otherwise, where can we find you? Yes, definitely. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm active on LinkedIn. I love connecting with people on there. You can go to both of our Facebook pages just to kind of see how people are interacting with us and our content. You can go to Facebook, 
slash diabetes care number four, and then you fully spelled out diabetes care for you or diabetes care Spanish. And that'll take you to both our Facebook pages where we've grown a significant audience who are engaging with us regularly. You can go to diabetescare.io and send us a text to start seeing what some of that diabetes education content looks like. But of course, LinkedIn is where I will respond to direct messages and I am on there pretty much every day. Excellent. And we'll also include those in the episode notes. So in your podcast player, simply just scroll down and click on through to those contact points to get a hold of Miguel and the team over at KingFit. Additionally, we'll have a post over at passionatepioneers.com with those contact points and an area for you to leave comments, feedback, suggestions, or otherwise, again, over at passionatepioneers.com. All right, Miguel, we're going to get ready to close it out and get you back to all the wonderful work happening at KingFit. But before we do, I have one more thing to ask, and it's to fill in the blank. I'm a passionate pioneer because? My family. I've seen it take one of my grandmas, and my other grandma has diabetes. My dad has it. My family is the reason I'm very passionate about this. I love it. Well, if there isn't something to get you more motivated than family, I don't know what will. So thank you for sharing that, Miguel. And thank you for sharing all the wonderful work you've been at for a number of years. I've been just so honored to call you a friend and be able to learn from you and watch your journey. You've done wonderful work. Keep it up. We're big fans here in Colorado of you, Miguel, and and the entire team. Keep it going. Keep us updated. But for now, thank you for taking the time to be with us. Thank you, Mike. I really enjoyed it. Thank you for joining us today on Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. We'd love to hear your feedback about the podcast so we can continue to improve this community and to further support the pioneers being featured. Lastly, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and invite your friends and colleagues to join us. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you back with us during our next episode.